especially when you're doing something you love, that is an excuse for you to overwork yourself. I'm doing something I love. This has to make me happy. So I'm just going to keep doing it. When do you realize that you need to give yourself time? It could be something that you're doing that you absolutely love, but you've got to do something for yourself. Like, you know, give yourself some time. Because by the end of the day, what you do that you love will eventually be commercialized. You will obviously look at commercializing that and making money off of it. And in eventually that just becomes a job. I'm sure you would have heard of social media influencers who go through therapy, who have to see a therapist at least once a week because of the amount of content they throw out. The second they're free, they pick up their phones and they see what's on Instagram. The second they're losing a bunch of followers, it stresses them out. I don't want to fall into that culture. Disha Madan is one of the most prominent faces when it comes to content creation, especially in the Musical.ly, Dub Smash and Instagram realms. Her videos and pieces have garnered millions of views with a very diverse set of audience across South India and even Pan India for that matter. In this episode, we talk about some of her rigorous routines from her TV days, how she became the first creator to hit a million followers on Musical.ly and how she literally became the face of the app on the Google Play Store and the Apple um, Apple iOS Store. Is that how, how you say it? Apple Store. Wait, what? Anyway, yeah. <laughs> how she became the face of the app on both these uh, stores. And also how being exposed to something like dance or any creative field early on in her life had a huge, huge impact on her upbringing and her life in general. We also talk about how she finds YouTube to be a very overwhelming place for her to create. But having said that, she's now finally started creating on YouTube with some really nice, well-produced content as well. So yeah, if you'd like to go check that out, head on down to Desha's YouTube channel. So this episode's perfect for you if you'd like to know why consistency is key and how it really pays off in the long run. The importance of being exposed to creative areas or fields during your childhood. And why it's important to take breaks on social media, even if your bread, butter and soul depends on it. Someone like Desha who is literally intertwined or like so deeply integrated in social media also takes break also takes breaks rather from creating from engaging consuming time and again and if she can do it i think we all can and we should probably draw the line somewhere right so yeah this is a super fun conversation and i learned a ton from it so i'm certain you're going to too while you enjoy it as well i'm hoping yeah we'll know soon <laughs> Anyway, this episode is sponsored by nothing. Yeah, nothing yet. Actually, this episode is sponsored by my newsletter. <laughs> Hell, my newsletter can sponsor this if it wants to. So yeah, so this episode is brought to you by my newsletter, which is available on my website, akashdamodan.com. So if you haven't subscribed yet, then head on down to my website and subscribe now. It won't cost you a penny, but you could walk away with some short writes sent to your inbox every other week that's sure to get you thinking and i'm hoping acting as well by the way this show's audio partner is sennheiser i'll talk more about their equipment and this partnership a little later on in the episode 
and also finally we bring you this episode shot and recorded at open jam studios our community partner we'll talk a little bit more about oj studios a little later in the episode as well so yeah let's get right into a conversation then this is my conversation with disha madan this is against the odds and i'm your host akash damodar this show is all about inspiring people to take the unconventional path and lead a life that is truly fulfilling and rewarding Watch and listen as talented individuals take us through their learnings, the challenges they face, and how they continuously adapt to overcome them. Yeah, there's no starter into the show just giving a heads yes. up this is we've just started like we started talking when you walked in yeah, itself i'm just absolutely. saying so <laughs> no but dude i i think uh, our conversation that we had on the co- on the call is yeah. something that i do with all our guests because it gives me a clear idea of things that may not be too apparent to the eye you know a lot of people know your general story maybe yeah, right? and anyone who's been following you knows okay this is how you went about from you know short short form content also doing maybe you know your roles in tv yeah. and then you know like you diversify and all of that but i think what uh, we've been trying to really focus on in our show is trying to get people's opinions and maybe thoughts and even experiences uh you know as part of the series mm-hmm. and i think that goes a long way because you don't see a lot of people having candid conversations you know whether you're made it whether you're not i mean everyone's you know part of the struggle right there's yeah, no denying absolutely. that absolutely so i think we'll start off with what you did in your musically days and you know early days right <laughs> where you said you were you were way past the point of consistency because you were like <laughs> literally like releasing you said content every 45 minutes or something yeah 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 so i think um musically was a very very different phase in life where um i was just kind of out of college uh, sort of finishing my final year i was also uh, doing a little bit of tv i was doing some dance shows i had a lot of free time and um, i just accidentally happened to come across an app called musically and it just was fantastic it looked so exciting and attractive and inviting at the first go and i said this is something i have to try and once i started making these videos and getting such fantastic response on social media on instagram yeah. i was like oh my god this is actually a thing people really like this stuff and um, back then there was never an algorithm to success or you know hitting big numbers on social media there was never a strategy that we should be working on there was nothing like that even monetizing just, you were mentioning I, yeah. of course there was zero monetization actually social media was a joke back then people just thought that on it like orkut or facebook it's just got a, a you know camera now and you have a face to everything yeah. uh, and it, it was just another social media app right so it was not given that much importance back then and um, to be very honest even i was just there on it for fun i never thought i'd be somebody who would be making a lot of money off of it <laughs> eventually yeah. you know i didn't know i was building a brand or i was uh, building content in a way where it would it would kind of be blown out of proportion one day yeah so um, those days were really different and uh, yeah like you said i i used to make content so often 
that even now when I go back, like when I visit a few people, when I visit colleges, they actually play my music leads back at me and I'm like, did I do that? <laughs> did I really do that? <laughs> I don't remember making this <laughs> because that's how much uh, content you used to put out back then. And uh, yeah, it, it was pretty crazy. Dude, that's crazy talk. <laughs> it's really crazy talk. Yeah, because yeah. when you said... Um, so you had this instance, I think, when you went to China and you got back is when things blew up and you were like, holy yeah, shit, what's absolutely. happening? Absolutely. I was in I I was in Beijing for like four days. I traveled with my dad for work and we were just there and you know how Instagram is banned there and you can't really access the apps. So I couldn't do that to Facebook or Instagram, either of them. So uh, I was there for four days. I just put up a video of like a grid of four videos of my own self doing four different dialogues and I just grid them up and I'd post it and that was kind of new although it's like very old now <laughs> and it seems so outdated <laughs> but it was kind of new back then and I put this up when I came back from Beijing and I just opened my phone the same night when I landed from the airport and I was from 1,200 followers to 4,500 followers in just like a matter of three nights. And, and that I, too back then, that's back crazy. Back then, yeah. Now, hitting 1,000, 2,000 followers overnight is just like, ah, growth. Okay, <laughs> I can do better. But back then, 3,000 in three nights, I was like, what? This is insane. And I had like this video posted on so many different profiles. It was on dubsmashindia.com, like their official <laughs> profile and uh, musically retweeted it, although they were never in India at that point of time. So um, it was pretty insane. And this is on Instagram. You yeah, put, yeah, yeah, all on Instagram. And uh, TikTok. I never had any followers, to be honest, musically. I never had any followers when I just started out because like I said, it was it was something very Western. Mm. There were not really a lot of Indian users back then. And uh, they hadn't even thought of India as a market back then. So yeah, I was pretty much the only handpicked few Indians who was just doing this for fun on her phone. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it, it kind of just blew up one night and I said, okay, you know what, I think I should just make more of these. And I was shooting though, I did have my TV serial. Uh, I was in the verge of quitting my show, uh, mm -hmm. but uh, I had a last few days of shoot. So when I was shooting also, I used to just make these videos on set, make them for fun, do it with my co-stars, put it up. And they just started receiving a lot of response. And uh, that was kind of unexpected, but um, I was pleasantly surprised at how people were liking this kind of content back yeah, then. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it, it's been a journey. <laughs> Dude, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. And, and, but how, and tell me this, how did you um, stick with the consistency or how did you seek consistency after that? Because initially, if, if you think about it, right, most things that we start off with, we have inherent motivation or we have that you know drive because it's exciting it's Very new true. it's noble yeah so we want to do it yeah and then after a certain point there's always that dip right and you're like should i really do this right and that comes with almost anything you do yeah absolutely right? with anything you do like you said um to be very honest with you i feel like suddenly when these videos started going out uh india became like a market for apps. Mm. So first we had Dub Smash and then we had Musical.ly and then we had plenty other apps that came in but out of which Musical.ly kind of topped everything and stood in the market really strong. So I think 
eventually because of the amount of content i was throwing out there uh, the team from musically itself picked up on that and gave me a call Hmm. And I was like, "Wow, <laughs> you all are calling me from China." <laughs> like, yeah. I was right there some time ago. <laughs> you should have spoken to me in person. <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Wow, this is pretty crazy." I mean, I'm I'm just you know fresh off the boat, just doing something, and I never expected like a company so so large to just be calling me one day and be like, "Oh, we really like the stuff you're doing, and you know, how about we pay you?" <laughs> and I'm like, "What?" <laughs> Is that how? Can you like transfer from China? That, yeah, just say that again. <laughs> yeah, I mean we do this in dollars. I'm like what? <laughs> ding 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 ding. Like what? USD. In dollars? <laughs> that is money. <laughs> so I was like, oh wow. So they put me on like a month program. To be very honest with you, I think we were five creators. that were just from india doing this out of which i was the only one from south everyone else was from bombay was from the north and um, i was the only one who was doing like multilingual stuff mm. i used to dub telugu malayalam i didn't even understand malayalam i still don't um, but when i had to make these videos i used to call my friend rahul he's also a musically tiktoker okay. so he stays in japan so i used to call him and i used to ask him to translate everything to me send him the audio he used to give me sentence wise so i understand it and emote it right <laughs> so i've done all of that you know to just understand malayalam better um I've done Telugu as well. My dad speaks some really fluent Telugu, so I used to ask him to translate some of the stuff for me. Uh, Tamil, I know because I'm a Nayangar. Uh, I know a little bit of Tamil, so I could manage Tamil on my own. Canada, of course, is just so close to my heart. I can do Canada with a blink of my eye. Yeah. So that I think I was the only one who was trying to cover all of South, because I was yeah. only one representing South, you know, uh, yeah. for the app. Yeah. So it kind of makes sense for me to do all sorts of things. all sorts of songs in all sorts of languages um so because of that i also received a fan base or like a following base admirers from everywhere in the south even now i have so many people following me from hyderabad although they don't understand half of what i do in the industry or you know in what i do in canada they just don't get it i have so many people from hyderabad so many people from chennai and i don't even talk that language yeah. and i think that built over you know trying to cover everything when i was in my initial musically days so yeah i got on a program with musically for about 6 to 8 months and that's what oh, changed like, from a one month to a 6 to 8 yeah, months yeah okay, yeah that wow. went on that went on for about 6 to 8 months and i was like wow i didn't know i could make money <laughs> off of this yeah, yeah. this is as good as my salary yeah. so i was like wow oh, it's not better oh yeah right, it's yeah. not better because i used to shoot when i was in my serial i used to shoot for like I think 12 hours a day. Yeah. We had such crazy schedules because we were doing an everyday soap. We yeah, you to, told me this. You were shooting yeah. every day, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we were shooting crazy. like 26 days a month. I oh had four Sundays God. off and sometimes not even that. We've shot for like straight 28 30 days a month. And that's because of the demand again, right? We need to make sure that these episodes are aired every single day. Although they're just half an hour, the kind of work that goes behind it. Yeah. It's definitely 12 hours. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> everything is a different set, different characters. It's the just lighting, a 5 minute setup, scene, yeah. but still even if it's just come and go, it just takes half an hour to set up a shot. So it used to take forever for me to finish shoot and um I did that for about a year and a half and I felt like I 
I I wanted to take that monotony out of my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, although I loved doing the everyday everyday soap, and although I loved the whole experience of shooting and uh, watching myself on TV every evening from six thirty to seven, and then just walking out and people just recognizing me. Oh my God, what you know, what you know? Why did you? They did do this on the show, and I'm like, it's not me. <laughs> it's just the script. You have no idea what's in store. You haven't read I the know. entire script. <laughs> Legit happened when I went to uh, a temple in Gadag. We we had oh like, not even here. yeah not even in Bangalore. <laughs> so we were in Gadag for like a serial uh, celebration. We did like a few episodes and stuff. So to celebrate that, we were in Gadag and we went to a temple. I'm not even kidding. There was this family, this old lady who came to. She's like, "Yella ro chanak martar neen matra." I'm like, I'm the sweetest person. <laughs> How do I make how, you make how, you understand? How, yeah, how can I just she changed that for you? But I was so glad that she was so involved. She literally hated me from the bottom of her heart, and I loved it. You know, it was it's such a good feeling. I was like, oh, I'm doing justice. Maybe to the I'm world. doing something right. Yeah, some things right. So this has literally happened at like various temples. You yeah. you have like so many hardcore TV watchers that go to you, that you'd see in temples. evenings they just have their tv on and they're glued to the scripts so it was it was a fantastic journey but for some reason i just felt like things were not working out and i i honestly needed a break so i said okay fine let's just take the break i'm pretty sure like every time i've i've decided to uh do something or you know not leave something midway but when i feel like it has been enough for me mm. so when i feel like that i always feel like i find something else I make sure that I'm not sitting idle. Hmm. I somehow find a way to like something else again, all hmm. over again, build something from scratch and make that happen. It's always happened with me, maybe education, maybe post that, maybe a break that I took after dancing. Hmm. Although I've been like a professional dancer for 18 years, 20 years now. Every time I decided to, you know, give that a back seat i've always explored something new and made something out of it okay. so i'm happy when i do something when i feel like this is sufficient i think i'm very i feel very content mm. with uh, how i've done in the tv industry and i want to take a break now and yeah, yeah that's that's how it happened do that <laughs> and and also if you think about it it's it's you know when you stop doing this it kind of clears up a lot of your day right yeah, so yeah. obviously you have to like fill that your void somehow your day and your mind you're just exactly, so exactly. free that it gives you so much um scope to think about so much else that you could probably explore yeah. and um one thing about the art community is just that there is there's nothing that you can say no to mm. you know uh, every every sort of uh, industry or line that you want to pick up has something for you and you have something to offer to uh i think it, it kind of works with everybody but i because i'm an artist i think i'd relate better with mm. my background so yeah yeah that makes <laughs> a lot of sense dude your story reminded me of again this is completely like on a tangent <laughs> but when you said temple and people recognize you and all of that yeah. so this is instant and i'll quickly touch upon i don't know why i'm yeah. talking about but yeah this is Incident where my mum went to Tirupati with my dad, as in yeah. two of them. Yeah. And um, the she was standing in 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 the queue or one of those I don't know those VIP whatever. Right, events. right. And, and then this lady out of nowhere just uh, walks up to her and she mm. just starts talking to her in Telugu. Yeah. Okay? 
and then she's like okay and and that too with like fascination like like yeah. she look she's got that look in her yeah, eyes yeah. and her mother's like not able to understand <laughs> what she's saying she's like smiling back and trying yeah. to you know like uh somehow reciprocate or whatever and then um she she and then she says bye whatever and she goes off and then she stood in the queue and then she told my dad and like dude this this lady <laughs> approached me and then like about 10 minutes later she you know a little ahead in the queue again she comes back with another person with like a a, a paper to sign and all oh. that and my mom's like wait what is <laughs> happening so they mis- mistake no, her for someone for some artist yeah, yeah, yeah for an actor and oh. my and my mother didn't know what to do so she signed <laughs> and she gave it back and these guys are so happy they had like literally tears in their That eyes so and they walked away <laughs> And then the next se- so my dad was like dude we need to get out of here because they're bringing more people oh, after that. <laughs> so it's like such a I can imagine what like literally oh. you know like how people might throng or how yeah, people yeah, might even yeah. react right? Like of course back then there were no masks and stuff <laughs> right? But, yeah, but I, I'm, I'm like a regular Shishadripuram girl who goes to Maleshwaram with her mom picks up flowers for the god's room and uh, you know fruits and vegetables. I'm, I'm that kind of person even if I'm an actor I just walk it cross and just buy stuff you know yeah. i'm like that so there were no masks back then i had to like put one dupatta around me and drape it and make sure nobody recognizes me and walk and i used to wear my glasses i used to take out my lenses and wear my glasses but even then people just had a way of looking through all that and be like vachana and i'm like how not how? even your actual name no <laughs> of course not the vachana is what they see like day in and day out and repeat telecasts and everything like vachana nevu maleshwaram alli i'm like solpa who could yanti devaru go kappeko you ain't discounted la yeah. no just please walk away no of course not she give me one hibiscus for free okay for i like it then you go i'm like thank you thank you at least oh, that man. much <laughs> thank you oh man but that's crazy dude yeah uh, it's it's insane it's a, it's a different world altogether Yeah. yeah and so so what is your uh, stance on this whole consistency thing being after let's say you started seeing some response your feedback and all of that right yeah. because uh, i think another thing we should definitely talk about is especially because you are the way i see you you're a content creator yes. right mm-hmm. uh, different form content creator right so when i when, when i think about uh, other people especially in today's day and age where See like this TikTok and musically and all of these short form back then was extremely niche. Yep. It was new, right? Now that's the norm. Oh yeah. If you think about it, right? Like with our attention span and everything, right? It's Absolutely. become the norm. Yeah. So when you started, you know, you realize that there is like feedback and I, I'm maybe getting the sort of um uh, response that I was maybe better than what you were anticipating. How did you decide to uh, figure out which are the uh, platforms you would cap or which are the ones you would target or did you event just try out everything and then you realize okay maybe I shouldn't be doing all of it or how did you go about you know putting your eggs in those baskets <clears throat> So since musically was the first app that came about there was dub smash yeah. but of course musically started the monetization first so um when they started monetization is when they bound me to a contract and uh, i was not allowed to do anything else mm. i could only be with them as an app and uh, i could always post this on different social media platform to bring awareness amongst others about the app and its existence okay. but uh, i couldn't really work with other apps because again there's money involved if right. there was no money involved i could just be a free bird mm. but um 
I was really happy with the money too. There's mm. zero complaints. Yeah, it was yeah. fantastic for me. So yeah. I didn't look elsewhere. I decided to just make that my mainstream and okay. I kept that going for a really really long time. How long is it? I think almost a year and a half. I was the first Indian to hit a million followers on Musically. Right. I was my face was just pasted on the Google App Store. Me, yeah. yeah, Google Play Store and the Apple App Store. Everywhere like anywhere anybody just looked up to download the app, especially in India for this region, there was always my video playing up as like a demo or a trial. And uh, people just sent me screenshots of this and I was like that feeling is just so overwhelming. Yeah. like to be the face of an app a chinese app yeah <laughs> and it's just all over the place to and people anywhere in india could have seen my videos and it was just fantastic i was like i never knew of this kind of um fame yeah yeah right i mean when you think of uh fame and when you think of um uh just popularity you wouldn't put that hand in hand with an app Correct. back then back, especially back yeah. then yeah now there's a lot of influencers there's so many people that gain so much uh, out of social media apps but back then fame was just nowhere close to social media as such you know it yeah. was just a networking circle and uh, to be doing something like that over there was life changing for me it yeah. was fantastic and uh, as a career i think i instantly wanted to jump into it right. i i definitely thought there was more that we could do when it came to monetization back then i knew that this was going to be an ad platform i knew there was i i definitely envisioned it hmm. but i didn't know how to go about it correct because it's not easy to sell to a brand saying you know what i can make a 30 second video for you on social media i have like 20000 followers and it's going to work yeah It just be like what a joke yeah, <laughs> like yeah, we do this for it. tv yeah. do you know the kind of on- audience we have for tv and you're giving me 20000 followers why should i even pay you yeah. right so it was very different back then although i felt like this what i'm doing right now could have been done years ago but it it took a while it, it of yeah. course right there's growth we were also kind of learning the ropes and exactly. figuring things exactly so out, right? it's growth and uh, that eventually happened and i'm so glad it did and i'm so glad i stuck Yeah. <laughs> doing this for a little while and uh, yeah it's been going fantastic dude but to think about it you literally like you said earlier right you changed paths or you changed careers and i think we should talk about that at length which is <laughs> like the moment i mentioned that to you that day on the call you were like dude yeah i've gone through literally you know Multiple having times. to yeah <laughs> that entire change shift in process so many times from learning music i mean dance to what you studied to literally what you ended up doing and then again Absolutely. there you took a you know another leap of faith my my mom has actually been the most interested in arts um when she was a child she was in she was born and brought up in mysore and when uh, she was there she was very fond of singing mm. and uh, for some reason she thought i'd have a fantastic voice <laughs> Like that has to be right. Come on, is my kid she better God, sing? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I pray. I don't even say I'm so bad. But for some reason, she just thought she's going to be a fantastic singer. And um, I actually have learned piano for like two years. When I was in school, I went for piano classes. I have gone for drums. I have done tabla. Wow. Uh, yeah, I I don't of course I don't remember anything right now. It's a it's a big task for me to play baby shark for my son now on the piano. <laughs> But back then <laughs> I've been introduced to all kind of music and um for some reason I had a fantastic sense of rhythm but I just didn't pick up the instrument so well. 
and uh, I think very young, very young, when I was two and a half, three, my mom said, just join one dance class. I was three. And I could like barely walk, right? <laughs> I just stumble let's, upon let's, something and let's fall. Let's join a walking class first. <laughs> I know. So she was like, no, no, you dance. It's okay. I'll take you for classes and everything. And the class was really close to home. It was just walkable distance. So it was easy for my mom. She said, it's a good pastime for me. I'll come sit there for an hour. You finish your class. I'll watch you. And then I'll get you back. I was just three, right? I couldn't go on my own. So I said, okay, fine. Well, maybe she should have. And she, <laughs> no. yeah. But you won't believe it. She did that for 15 years after. Shit. She's come every day to class. She sat there for when my sessions were one hour to six hours. She's not moved a limb. She's not <laughs> gone back home to eat. She's just stayed there. Although she just has, to, all that she has to do is watch me. I don't know if I had dedication or she had dedication <laughs> but yeah for something that she didn't even have to do um, she was immensely dedicated and she was super faithful in for me to have that talent for some reason she just knew I'd make it big here I don't know I think it's a mother's instinct that they read their children so well they just know what they can excel in and they want to support them in that so um yeah, she, she did that for 15 years straight. And um, I think eventually I just grew in the form of dance as mm. much as I could. And uh, she was extremely supportive. There were times when I came back from school at 3.30, she'd have a bag packed already. And, you know, we have to wear, we have to drape a sari yeah. for uh, Bharatanatyam classes. It was not just like a salwar kameez or anything. My teacher would come with a stick and say, you're not allowed in class today. You didn't wear your sari. And I can't give excuses. Like, I came back late from school, sir. And I'm just like, what nonsense is this? Go back and drape your sari. So... She would like drape my sari. We'd have to be at class by four sharp. My session would go on till 10 p.m. I'd come back home, eat dinner at 10, 10, 30 and pass out. Oh, God, I've had some really <laughs> long days in my dance classes. It's been pretty fantastic. But like I said, I think um, support from her has been fantastic. But yeah, I've shifted multiple, multiple uh, careers or you know <laughs> paths along my way I did music and then just didn't work out then I did the dancing the dancing kind of stuck no matter yeah. what came in and went yeah, so yeah. I think that's why it was like something a little more permanent yeah. I did uh, PCMB <laughs> after 10th grade I remember my mom was just like I think you're, you're brainy enough you do it's okay if you you're good at dance so maybe you're good at science you can do you do <laughs> i'm like okay let's take that this out is a wrong then. mother's instinct i'm telling you <laughs> very wrong <laughs> so i did pcmb for two years and um, i wanted to take up engineering uh, because my brother, I lost my brother in 2009. So he was he was doing his first year engineering when he passed away. So for some reason, I felt like I wanted to do something with him. You know, it's just, it's natural to feel like you want to do something with your family, right? So when he was doing engineering, we always had this thought that, yeah, I think we should do something together. And uh, when I lost him, it was like, I don't know, like a call. Mm -hmm. Or um, it was just a feeling where I felt like maybe this is not what I should be doing. 
maybe i want to do something that's lighter but feels good uh, i don't think i want to stress myself out because uh, when i lost him it was a dark phase it was super dark i mean losing somebody at the age of 19 when he was 19 years old he spent so much time with us all his time with us so losing him was like a big big oh uh, a big hole in the heart but um, yeah we just had to go over that and when i did i felt like i made a lot of drastic changes uh mentally mm. to stay sane and you know yeah. do and that and i think at that time you feel like you should start doing something for yourself and you should do something that brings you a lot of peace because you can very easily get pulled into that hole very easily just dive into that darkness and i wanted to pull myself out mm. and uh, i felt that with art i felt like i connected and i could express myself so much more with dance and there was there was this age of maturity as mm. well uh, up to a certain age you're learning art as discipline and you know you're taught so you're learning and you you're still understanding the art form after a particular age after a certain point you start exploring yourself with that art form and right. uh, i think that's what happened to me when my brother passed away i felt deeply connected to dance in ways that even i can't imagine i felt like i could express myself in so many ways so that happened and i think that's when i said this i think is permanent mm. <laughs> i think this is what i'm going to do i took that plunge of course from you know doing pcmb to like just randomly saying i'm going to dance for the rest of my life it's 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 quite scary but uh, i wanted to do it and i somehow i think i had the grit in me to make that work for right. myself so i did a lot of professional shows i started making a lot of money out of dance i used to do that even when i was in school I was four and a half when I did my first paid show as a dancer. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I worked in a musical for uh, this company that came down from the USA. Um, I've I've done a lot of that as well, but I felt like I wanted to do more mm. in dance at that point of time. And yeah, I did a dance show. I went on to win that in the Kannada industry. It was uh, pretty insane. It was like dancing stars, like Jalak Diklaja, yeah. like you're given a celebrity and you're the choreographer. Right. So I did that, and I won that show, which was fantastic. But was that's what insane. got you the you know foot in the door, right? Like absolutely, it it goes back to that. I mean, like you said, grit obviously like plays a part. I mean, we and again, this is a, a something that ha- comes up time and again on our show, which is. especially when you get into an industry or a line that is um, you know as wide as maybe content or art or whatever right it yeah. opens up doors in ways you can't even imagine very true right and like if if i asked you 10 years ago dude would you be like making money off instagram would be like dude why would wait what that makes no <laughs> sense to me like exactly. what are you talking about so like things happen right but Absolutely. i think but i think the fact that you you went through that discipline i like how you put it which is you said that earlier you're taught yeah you mm-hmm. are told uh, or maybe you're you know like uh, going through the discipline of like learning the art and then after that you explore yeah and then when you get past that point then you know whether it's really you know you're in it it's, for good or not it's your thing or not yeah, yeah, yeah very true very true i think uh, there there've been so many days even when i was a teenager when i told my mom i'm done like 8 hours of dancing 10 hours of dancing i'm so done it's just just 
Yeah. <laughs> How can you expect me to study, give exams, and then come back and study dance again and give dance exams? Yeah. It's a little too much. Like you know, you, you're you're going through that process of just learning, 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 and not exploring. And um, those are the initial years. You know, that kind of sets your base, makes it so strong for the next few years. So true. I've I've done my junior and senior exam in dance, and if you expect me to like say something now, uh, compose a jati, I might have not done it in the past five years, but I can. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just be like, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I think the the base that was set was really, really strong. Yeah. And um, like I said, my mom's grit back then yeah, yeah. <laughs> got me to do exactly. everything. <laughs> really contagious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it was her back then who said, no, you can do it. Push yourself. I know you can do it. Push yourself. And uh, that's yeah, that's where it got me. It, sure. I have such a strong base in dance. I can. any day i can just pick it up and be like i'm going to do this again and it's not going to leave me and I, i know that the form the art form is never going to leave me because i've done so much to just have the knowledge of it yeah. so i know it's never just going to go away yeah yeah, yeah. dude <laughs> and uh, so this again another thing we talk about time and again is how i think indian parents when comes to the conventional sense right or uh, in terms of how uh we look at education and you know getting mm-hmm. like you know the top rank and all of that there's one aspect of that then there's the other side of the coin where I've, i i and i'm sure this is true for all parents forget indian parents where they want your kids to try out different things even if it costs them a little bit in terms yep. of time effort money whatever absolutely and that is like when your kids were like dude why are you pushing me to do this yeah. like why like i don't want to do this yeah which like, which is so true right yeah. i'm so grateful to my mom for having that compassion and that uh that interest towards the art form that she had yeah. and also I, foresight like you said yeah, right yeah yeah i don't know what she felt like was going to click for me but she just knew this is something you have to do and no matter what there were so many days i was a very spoiled grandchild my grandfather was so fond of me so fond of me he would hate for anything to hurt me there were days when i'd go back from dance school and just be like you know ha oh, my knees are hurting as a baby yeah i was just like 5 and i'd say that and he'd just go to my mom and be like par kono bedaolna just make her stop dancing now enough completely the knees are paining and my mom used to just be like okay it's okay i'll give her two days break and take her on the third day and the third day my mom would come she'd be like don't tell no please i want you to learn i don't want you to go through this be open i don't want you to feel like you know as children we don't understand these things that's why the role of a parent is so important to make you see the world in a very different way we'd feel like our parents are putting us in a box but it's actually they're trying to take us out of that box at least for me it was that case right. i was putting myself in that box i said you know my legs are pain my hands are pain i don't know blah, blah, blah. Mm. but mom is like no just because you're a girl child or you know whatever yeah. don't stay at home after you come back from school have an activity you want to play a sport go go play a sport i've actually done long jump in school i've won medals for long jump and everything so she's let me do all of that and she's like catch one thing that just has your attention grabs your attention and has that going for a while so she really i think steered me in the perfect direction when it was my prime time mm. and uh, children re- learn really fast when they're young yeah yeah they can grasp so much yeah it will shock you i'm seeing that with my son now 
and I'm so scared. <laughs> I feel like my mom such set such a high standard. I'm like, wow, what should I make my son do now? <laughs> what should I do to pull him out of the box? <laughs> yeah, right. So you know, it's pressure for me, but. Um, that's the thing children learn so fast and for the parent to be able to see that and support the child you know in ways where even if the child doesn't need the support you know even if i'm whining and saying i don't want to go to class she used to like carry me back mm-hmm. from dance class all the way to home although it was walking distance she used to carry me and say if your legs are paining i'll carry you but please don't stop dancing and don't tell your grandfather don't tell papa <laughs> don't tell tata please don't tell tata <laughs> So that was a deal that yeah. we had that you know she just like sweet talk me into things and uh, I'd not tell tata. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, yeah man. those were the initial days and I think about it now I'm like wow. <laughs> Little did I know <laughs> that this would be my career and I'd just be so happy doing what I do right now. Right. Yeah, yeah. it's fantastic. Do when you uh, this is actually this is something spoke on the fir- I still remember the first episode of our show which we right. shot like I think a year ago. Damn, it's been a year. <laughs> anyway, so the my friend Akshay was on the show and he was talking to me about music and all of that. Mm. You mentioned the exam, right? Right, yeah. So I had studied music for like 12, 13 years, Carnatic oh, yeah? music. Oh, wow. And I gave the junior exam That's and I did really well. Yeah. And at one point after a certain point, I mean, it I I don't know if this is true, but maybe it's because of doing that that I'm so inclined towards art. Yeah maybe I don't know right we don't know how you, you the mind know. works yeah absolutely yeah. you never so know so I went through 12 years of that right uh, and I think like I also did a little bit of karate like not a little oh. bit I was a black belt which again quite a few years of that right <laughs> that's a lot yeah it's a lot yeah. so I think that there is something to that which we or even you know matured adults may not be able to see because it takes time right and absolutely. all these good things take time absolutely it's um I think it's everyday everyday discipline also that i got from class if i wasn't in class by 4 and if i was 5 minutes late i'd have to wait an hour to join back the class or i'd be sent back home mm-hmm. even till today even if nobody is on set or if nobody is uh, where they're supposed to be my punctuality is just on point and i definitely give that discipline to dance because mm-hmm. it started so early in life it's it's not something that just came to me and i'm just a punctual person just i just woke up one day and decided to be on time yeah. it's not like that it <laughs> happened over a span of 30 years you know yeah. so there's a lot of things that i kind of look back at dance for it could just be my posture it could be you know so many people ask me how did you just bounce back after your pregnancy uh with viana again 17 to 18 kgs and after the delivery i took a month to bounce back And I think that metabolism that the body had to burn the calories was a lot to do with my training and dance as well. So you know, yeah. uh, so there's a lot we we don't give it that much importance, mm. but uh, the base <laughs> work that we've done yeah. is pretty heavy. So, pretty so heavy. true. And dude, the if you think about how uh, again, even parents in India, but a lot something that you see a lot on TV shows nowadays, especially uh, English and Western shows, is how. You have the parents now handling the kids' timetables and schedules, right? That's become such a thing, oh, yeah. right? But I think when I look back at how I had my you know days planned out, I remember clearly knowing that Monday, Wednesday, Friday, so and so time is when I need to be in class for music, right. and then I had like Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday, or Tuesday, Thursday, and something like that, and mm-hmm. then Sunday early morning karate class. So <laughs> like I knew I had a schedule that I had to handle on my own. Yeah. 
at that age which is yeah. crazy right when you think about it exactly and that gives you that you know that practical feeling of you actually having you know ownership of your own schedule yeah a absolutely a lot of people grow up like literally do dude i know people you won't believe this dude <laughs> i know people who have been like literally picked up dropped and fed literally do we had a i i, I don't want to call you know call out names but basically <laughs> we, we had this uh, camping trip uh, i mean a regular camping trip back back in school where you know we would be uh, with our friends for like two nights Mm-mm. i still remember after the first night we had a couple of parents come all the way there oh. and i think this was near sajapur or something okay. we had like a space we the parents came there and they're not supposed to be there oh. and they brought like kfc and zinger burger <laughs> and all that and they're feeding this kid and i'm like bro what? what is honestly never given that much importance i do my own shit yeah i'm like what the hell dude so i'm, I'm and i'm thinking why and that same person i know grew up later to not be able to cross the damn road oh wow he couldn't even cross the road and he's been yeah. told by pen hey if you have to cross the road go walking all the way there go under the flyover and come oh, back this wow. side <laughs> and i'm like what is, wait what so, that's so sad right yeah and i think like you know if you think about it like a lot of people and and i think that's why discipline and you know things that parents try to instill and yeah. there's this whole uh, i mean this also is a debatable topic but you know you either whooping your kids or you know you scolding your kids that also has become like a thing you yeah. should be yelling at your kids now yeah, and all yeah, of that yeah 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 it's a very different form of parenting now because i feel like um of course with the generation changing kids are just exposed to so much these days that uh, they become they just become their own personalities very young mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. uh, they know what they want they know what they don't want at a very very young age so uh, i wouldn't call it the olden kind of parenting yeah, yeah. but i just feel like at that generation the kind of parenting that we've had uh is very different compared to the kids now yeah. and um i can write a book about parenting <laughs> man <laughs> it's just been 2 years since i've been a parent but i can write a goddamn book <laughs> just take it already now you sign it yeah, yeah. just please someone just yeah. give me the deals <laughs> please come home hear my story write it yourself yeah. <laughs> oh, like that yeah because i don't have the patience to sit and write a book but i can just tell you my story <laughs> but yeah it's it's very different the changing times demand a lot of different changes even yeah. when it comes to parenting yeah so yeah, yeah. okay guys taking a small break from the conversation to talk about our collaborations and partnerships so first and foremost i'd like to talk about our collaboration with hubhopper so for people who don't know what hubhopper is it's a podcast providing platform a hosting provider platform where if you don't know where to host your show or if you're unsure of where to get started with creating audio podcasts then hubhopper studio is the way to go if you wish to start your own podcast for free then you can visit hubhopperstudio.com Hubhopper is one of India's leading podcast creation platform. Start your podcast with Hubhopper Studio and get your voice heard across platforms like Spotify, Ghana, Google Podcasts, Wink Music and more. Click on the link in the episode description or visit hubhopperstudio.com. Let me take this opportunity to talk about our audio partner Sennheiser. So, there are a lot of equipment that Sennheiser sent across to help with the creation process here at against the odds 
Uh, I've obviously already spoken about the microphones before, but um, let me touch upon some of these incredible headphones that I've been using for our uh, monitoring and for editing and whatnot. It's the HD25. And yeah, what an incredible piece of equipment this is. So earlier I used to edit with, you know, these regular um, Apple earphones. And man, the moment I put these on, it really just amped up and you know, leveled up the the detail with which I could listen to the tracks and uh, listen to, you know, just, just monitoring and just fe the feedback in general. And it's been incredible. So if you want to actually get a good pair of earphones or headphones rather, that's going to work uh, either with your workflows or it's going to help you in your content creation journey, then might I recommend the HD25s. Go check it out. I'll leave a link to it in the description below. Also, this episode is shot and recorded at Open Jam Studios, our community partner. So if in case you want to just quickly get started with creating content, either the audio or the video, video bit uh, in a very professional looking setup, or maybe you want to in invite guests over and you don't have the right place to shoot or record your content, then might I recommend Open Jam Studios. So yeah, the space has been incredibly beneficial in terms of how the place is set up, how where it's located in the city, and just how professional the workspace is. So if you guys would need a studio to get started with your creation process, then just get, get to it. I'll leave, I'll leave a link to their uh, website in the description below. And uh, yeah, they've got all the equipment on board. So you just need to come on down here, sit, pay for the uh, space per hour and then get going. It's as simple as that. Yeah. Dude, and, and I think just with the world we are in right now, especially how connected we all are right? and social media and all of that. Oh, yeah. And I think we should obviously get into that, you know, talking about social media. And I think a couple of things that stand out is how um, you spoke to me about how you now take very intentional breaks on social media. And where a lot of people give you the stick for it, they give oh, yeah. you a hard time, but it shouldn't really matter, right? So, so tell me a little bit about that, and especially mm. even people. I think again, there's there's a dichotomy here too, right? Where there's people who have made it, or maybe who have gained a decent following, and they when they post at any time, they can do well. And then yeah. there's also people who are trying to make it and do something, right? Yeah. But I think taking an intentional break and also knowing where you need to be investing your time goes a long way. Uh, I think um, that happened when I was pregnant with Vian. Mm. Uh, that was the first time when I did something very Western. Mm. Again, I did a social media cleanse. Uh, I right. took off all my posts. I took off everything. You took off as in you deleted them? Yeah. Huh? I had zero posts when I was pregnant. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I, it was just a blank canvas with 500,000 followers. Sure. Yeah. 450. Four Why though? 450, 500. Uh, I think I hit a point in my life where everybody was just like, hey, you're that TikTok girl. And I was just like, there's more to me, uh, you know, than just being a TikTok girl. Uh, there's so much hard work behind the talent that goes behind making these videos. And you wouldn't want to be stereotyped into something that just say, hey, you're that TikTok girl, you know. Mm, that mm. that kind of got to me and I felt like people only know me for this. I feel like I should show people more. Mm. I feel like uh, they deserve to know more about me. When mm. I have so many followers, um, I should create an impact mm, mm. on these people. And the age group that I serve to are all youngsters. They're all from 16 plus 
they go all the way up till 40 but the young crowd which is in heavy numbers i always wanted to be impactful i always wanted to show them that you can do tiktok and you can do so much more too you know this sh- it, it shouldn't um just put you under one bracket Mm. And uh, for some reason, I don't know, maybe it was the hormones <laughs> when yeah. I was pregnant that also <laughs> kind of acted up on me. But um, I just felt like I wanted to do something else okay. for a change. And uh, yeah, I had a lot of people call me thinking I was depressed. Uh, mm. <laughs> they instantly called me saying, why is all your work off of social media? Why? Yeah. Why would you do that? Are you okay? Do you need a therapist? Do you want me to take you somewhere? And uh, Shashank came home from work that day. He's like, are you leaving me or something? What is happening, babe? What's wrong with your social media? Why didn't you delete everything, babe? He's like, what? I'm like, guys, just calm down. Because um, I think it's very, very, very important to stay sane. Yeah, no so matter <laughs> what you do, even if it's something you love. Dude, that, if you think what he's saying is like so <laughs> like... It's such an obvious thing, right? Exactly. I mean, it's important to stay sane. Yeah, but you know that. But dude, it's not easy. Yeah, but when, especially when you're doing something you love, yeah. that is an excuse for you to overwork yourself. Right. I'm doing something I love. This has to make me happy. So I'm just going to keep doing it. When do you realize that you need to give yourself time? It could be something that you're doing that you absolutely love, but you've got to do something for yourself like you know give yourself some time because by the end of the day what you do that you love will eventually be commercialized it will you will obviously look at commercializing that and making money off of it and in eventually that just becomes a job right you have i'm sure you would have heard of social media influencers who go through therapy yeah who who have to see a therapist at least once a week because of the amount of content they throw out the second they're free, they pick up their phones and they see what's on Instagram. The second they're losing a bunch of followers, it stresses them out. I don't want to fall into that culture. I don't want to put myself in a situation where that could really hurt me. There was a time when I was really low, when I was losing followers. There was so much more happening on social media apps and I just couldn't keep up because I, I just wasn't feeling it. I felt like that was not my go-to anymore. And... Um, when the loss of followers happened, when the content creation came to a stagnant uh, blah, yeah. <laughs> I did feel very down. I was, I was very down. I just felt like I don't know if I can ever get back. Mm. I don't know if I can ever make more followers, have more following or uh, be able to do this anymore. And um, again, that was a phase where um, it was hard. I didn't really see a therapist. I wasn't, I don't, I, I don't think I was depressed. Uh, I'm, I'm no expert to say I was or wasn't. Uh, but I felt like I was in a good place. But I was definitely a little upset because I didn't know how to come back. I didn't know how to like make something or do anything. And I didn't want to feel that again. Right. You know, yeah. I think that was also because of the overworking. There was just so much content. There was a time when Musical.ly had us making 45 videos a month or 15 seconds each. It might sound like it's very easy. Exactly. Yeah, 15 seconds, 45 videos. You can do that in five days and have that for a month. Might sound very easy, but it isn't. You've got to do transitions. You've got to do new tracks. You've got to come up with your own dance reels. Okay, dance TikToks. Yeah. Um, There's a lot of creativity 
that goes in every video. It might look like it's just a video that's being dubbed, but it actually has so much creativity that goes into it that it is exhausting to the mind. And uh, at one point of time, I felt like I should get myself into a space where I'm just free. You know, when I take a break, I should not feel like I'm letting people down or um, I'm letting myself down. I shouldn't feel like I'm being a failure. Mm. I just want to feel good. I'm taking a break. I'm feeling good. <laughs> yeah. I'm just enjoying my life. I'm doing something that's off social media, uh, giving my sanity a little <laughs> bit of space. Yeah. And then I come back into the drill. Yeah. I'm not saying I won't come back, but these intentional breaks kind of really, really help me reboot, uh, do better, um, concentrate on what kind of content I want to make, the kind of impact I want to make. Uh, it really helps me with that thought process. Although people be like, you know, even now I was on a break. I, I kind of still have on a break for the past about a month and a half. I lost about 8,000 followers, 10,000 followers. That's massive. If, if it was an influencer, they would really lose it. You know, it would really affect their mental health. Yeah. This is just work and it's deteriorating. Who would just take that in the right spirit? But uh, I take it in the right spirit. I feel like I need to put myself there mentally in that space so that it doesn't let me down. Mm. I don't feel let down. I don't feel like I'm letting people down. Mm. I'm just taking my time. Yeah. And everybody needs to respect that. Even if you're doing like a job where, you know, you're working. Every once in a few hours, you just want to get up and get out. Just get up, get out and just breathe and mm. come back. Yeah. That, that's what it is. Social media demands so much out of your personal life. So much. that For a change, you'd be like, no. Yeah. I just want to keep it personal for like a month. <laughs> I'll come back yeah. <laughs> for a month. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So that kind of helps me really, I think, take social media in a good way. I feel like of late, a lot of people look at it as a competition. A lot of people look at it as, you know, massive growth, massive mm. money, um, which is great. Of course, I need money too to survive, right? Uh, but I, I, I kind of set myself a timetable. Mm. To be very honest, I know the months that I have not made any revenue. And I'm okay with those months not making revenue because I've made some money over the past three months. So I'm like, I deserve a break now. I won't do ads this month. I will take it up again next month. I'll work for another three months. I'll keep that back up and then I'll take a break for another month. So I kind of have that timetable out for me. I plan that very meticulously. If not, I won't have money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I plan that very meticulously so that I have time for myself. Right. And right. time for myself is not just being off, you know, like not posting stories or posts or anything. I'm kind of, I'm just off. Yeah. I'm just off yeah, yeah. by myself, enjoying time with my son, my husband, going out on a family trip. Doing stuff like that. Yeah. So yeah, I take a lot of these intentional breaks. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> to, to summarize. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but dude, I'll tell you, the, it's what you just said, right? Where you, I mean, eventually, and I like how you put that too earlier, where maybe, not always, but maybe something that is your passion or something you're spending a lot of time in right now will event, could eventually become your job or could eventually yeah. be commercialized, right? Yeah, yeah. So if that is the case, and especially in this case, now you're saying you've had to say uh, no to clients or no to brands or no yep. to all these deals coming through. Does it um, 
I mean, and I think this is what a lot of people freak out about either with, you know, losing followers or, you know, because engagement drops and all yeah, of these other yeah. things happen, right? Do, when you do say no to the clients or the brands, do you do you have this niggling thought like, oh man, so I'm saying no. Even your PR team, are they also yeah. coming back and like, dude, what is wrong with you? You're saying no <laughs> now like for a month and a half. Yeah, like, what's I think happening? that's uh, where my journey has been incredible because I have a fantastic team that's just been so understanding, especially I think my lowest month was when I was hit with the virus, when all of us were down with the virus. Um, it was like the lowest month, mm -hmm. but very, very high in terms of revenue. I had five deals. I could have made enough for the next three months in just one month Got because it. it was Corona and a lot of people were staying home. Yeah. Suddenly advertising on social media again hit a peak. They wanted to do this because people are at home. They can watch this. They can order in. They can do this. They can do. So it was advertising was at its peak then, but I wasn't. So I had a fantastic... <laughs> I, like, I like how you put that. Yeah. yeah. But I was just so down. I was contemplating whether I... It, it takes you into a really negative space. Yeah. Mm, the, yeah. The coronavirus, although it was a very physical... It was a, a massive physical toll on me. But mental was even higher. Never mm. expected me to take me to like this dark space. <laughs> oh, and... I was contemplating whether I should even be on social media. Like, what am I doing in life? Why am I on social media? And Shashank was just like, Dude, <laughs> we, what are you saying? You're doing worse than what coronavirus is doing to yeah. me. Please. <laughs> Chill out. Don't. Just relax. But I couldn't relax. It was just a weird phase in life. Um, but yeah, uh, brands were thriving at that point of time. And uh, they were ready to pay. And pay large yeah, yeah. yeah and um the team like i said it's been an incredible journey with them because they've been the most understanding people i've told them for almost two months i held off on any brand campaigns and um the only thing the entire team said to me was tell us when you're ready that's enough just awesome. take your time off tell us when you're ready and i think it's because of that that Partial sanity has also been intact yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because if if the team was just like you know what we can't do that uh, we really need to get you going and you know it's not helping our company as well and if they came back with something like that I'd be bummed I'd be so exhausted but um, every time I ask them for time it's it's just always been given so it's nice. been a great journey with them as well nice. It's been nice. <laughs> yeah. Dude, and I think it's very uh, important for you to be intentional or mindful about the kind of people you take on. So, for instance, with our show as well, right? Mm -mm. We had to take an inevitable, you know, like a, a break from shooting because of the second wave. Right. I, I now think of it as a blessing in disguise because ever since we started publishing, we've been publishing every week. Oh, so wow. one episode yeah. every week and yeah. again this is not easy because it's long form content and you're, you're really having Absolutely. to you know push it out every week Absolutely. right and maintaining that level of quality yeah. if not improving it yeah so it it is challenging but we got in i got into the rhythm of kind of getting in, you know like edited shooting right. all of that yeah. knew how to build the backlog so even when we stopped shooting i still had like two months of like content which is great yeah but I, I, I felt the break was a blessing in disguise because it got me to really rethink um, 
the partnership so we weren't entirely happy with the previous studio so right. we just we had to move out and then in the in the gap we, we had a lot of sponsors reaching out right but it it didn't it wasn't sponsors that i felt would tie in with the message of the show so we had to say no mm. but more than sponsorship and money i was looking at you know brands that would you know really be with us right. for the long haul yeah and sennheiser is now powering our audio that's right? fantastic so when they reached out as well i had a few other audio uh, brands as well reach out but right. and we did talk to them but i got this vibe from these guys mm. this team and dude ever since we started discussing or whatever we've had numerous issues because even talking to you we were supposed to shoot another location yeah, we moved yeah, here yeah. and all of that right through this whole thing we've not published anything yet because we're slowly building that backlog and you know right. getting to that point yeah These guys have sent us all the equipment. I've asked them for more. They've sent us all of that, and wow. they've been and they've never put pressure. So I think you know, being mindful about you know getting those people on yeah. board also is a big, big, big deal. Very true. And and that, like you said, it goes back to your mental peace and satisfaction. Yeah, right? yeah. Even now, when I get a brand campaign, if we have like five brand campaigns in a month, they're all sent to me. First question is, are you okay with this? Hmm. It's never we have to do this. It's always are you okay with this? Are you comfortable with this? Do you think it's it's aligning to your thought process? If it is then we'll do it Disha if it's not let's drop it. And uh because I've had that freedom from them, I feel like it's it's just the best kind of bond. Mm-hmm. It's the best kind of trust. I I just trust the team with anything honestly. If they just be come up with something one day and be like, "You know what? I know you're not going to do it, but I feel like you're going to do it. I think you should do it. I'll just do it." <laughs> I'll do it for them because they just know me so well. Right, it right. it just kind of builds that bond really well. Yeah, like yeah. you said and you even you said during the second wave you were on a break. Yeah. It helped you realize so many things, so right? So many things, dude. Yeah, so dude. it's very essential to take these breaks. Yeah. <laughs> I just keep plugging that in. <laughs> oh man. And 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 also I think everyone needs to look at it from the the long term plan or the you know the and we spoke about that too right yeah when you're when you're building uh, towards something or you have a certain goal or you know aspiration or whatever mm-hmm. in mind it, and everyone's again this might sound so cliche but everyone's looking at like an overnight success oh, and like yeah. oh that person got like 2000 followers or that person <laughs> had this video blow up did you see the number of views on that channel yeah. no, this is crazy did you see that person is making this much money <laughs> just crazy and then we kind of you know um indirectly set that as the standard, standard and norm and that becomes is such a sad way to live right and yeah. when you get started with that kind of mentality you're bound to lose yeah that's that's what i'm saying about competition on yeah. social media it's why is there competition because you see someone else succeed mm-hmm. and i'm not saying you're jealous you're very happy for them to succeed but you're always wondering why isn't that happening with me, me. Yeah. you know and uh, you could be from the from the same mm-hmm. a uh, background you could be doing the same kind of work but it's working for one person not working for you it kind of puts you in this space where you're like i don't know is this meant for me or not you know but everyone has their own path yeah, yeah. uh everyone has their own story of hard work uh especially now with reels right yeah. with instagram reels it's so tricky that a profile with just 50 followers would probably have one reel with 15 million views possible yeah, yeah yeah it's very possible because of uh, how viral it could just go overnight yeah. um there's that's one thing i've really loved about instagram is that it does not put you in a box it doesn't say you have to make dance reels or you have to make um, 
videography or travel or anything it could be anything under the sun it could be mm. anything it could be a baby just singing and it could go viral that will definitely go viral yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> very true it could just be you cutting bread yeah. it could go viral yeah. so um i feel like there is no more uh limitation mm. that they've put on talent which yeah. is fantastic you can grow in any way possible yeah, you know yeah. uh, i think people are making use of it also now which yeah. is really great but yeah yeah no I, and and i think <laughs> dude the 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 main reason why you need to understand and especially like you said you could be the exact same person carbon copy literally dress up the same way do the exact same thing yeah. and live that person's lifestyle but then you realize it's probably not working for you yeah and you could actually be the first person they could actually be doing something that you have done before <laughs> and doing it you better you know yeah yeah and, but people are just pleased with how that looks yeah. rather yeah. than how what you put out looks correct and it's highly possible that's what it is all about now yeah. right yeah. um it's the same version that's been done 100 times but liked a little better yeah. than another right that's that's kind of what it is why do you think they have a little more extra likes or a little more extra views yeah, yeah. it's just been liked and it's just a little fonder than yeah, what yeah, you've yeah. done yeah, yeah. and um it's okay yeah, i mean exactly. it's completely okay it's it's your own journey and i feel like that your journey should not be described or should not be defined by how you did it with your competition or how you know it was easy for them but i had to work 365 days more to you know get there it's not maybe it wasn't easy for them too you know it, maybe they worked 365 days before that that you didn't know of so everyone has a different journey but i just feel like you should just keep going at it yeah, just yeah. keep going at it you yeah. you will see the light at the end of the tunnel eventually it will happen if you just don't lose faith and just keep going at it <laughs> dude and and i i think that's why it's so important for you to you know um hone and love your craft right because there could and i think i i had someone oh yeah so i have i'm also uh, i also have a couple of clients mm-hmm. for podcasting so right. we help out with you know strategy content video production editing all of that yeah. as well and uh, one of the guests on that show uh shout out to attitude makeover podcast uh so uh we had a guest on the show who spoke about who was a who's a chef who's oh. the founder of thalp uh, okay. all these you know like different uh, asia in a box and a lot of huge brands all right and he was talking about how um you judge a, a restaurant not by you know the crowd on a saturday evening you judge it by how it's doing on a tuesday night or tuesday afternoon right if, and and he's like i'm always working through the weekends because of you know having to run the restaurant so usual time usual times i take a break is you you know like midweek yeah. so i go in to some some of the new pubs or new you know restaurants and i sit there and i'm like i can already see that this place is not going to work <laughs> right like how you can do like how it's functioning and yeah. all of that the same thing applies to our lives too where we have our you know it's all ebb and flows right? yeah. so there are days that it's just like nothing's going according to plan it is really bad your entire like that sanity and all's gone for a toss <laughs> it it totally sanity's gone on a vacation yeah. and we are here like what is happening but if on that day if you don't hate what you're doing then you found it right yeah that is so important very true very But, true yeah because those are the times you would probably give up yeah right yeah i think and, those are the most easiest times to give up it's very easy to walk away from something that you feel like is not working very very easy but to stay there and make that work even through the times that it's not working is really mastering that art yeah, it's really yeah. just getting to where it's supposed to get to yeah, 
and also li- liking it yeah, right yeah, you can i mean you like you said right it's so easy for you to be a carbon copy because yeah, yeah. you again everyone fetishizes loves you know is uh, you know waiting for that you know that kick of growth exactly right so then then yeah. when they're looking for that it becomes a little bit of a challenge because you're trying to do what someone else did maybe 2 years ago yeah. and trying to exactly replicate that but yeah. you're not coming from the same mind space at all so yeah. you can't keep at it because that person's already 2 years ahead of you very true and he's going to keep at it <laughs> or she's going to keep at it because well that's what he or she likes exactly, doing exactly yeah dude yeah. that's crazy yeah <laughs> when i think about all of these things again the reason why i say all of these is because i have a lot of people reaching out to me for podcasting uh, you know like uh, doubt insights and all of that yeah right and a lot of these guys are worried about all the tertiary bullshit yeah <laughs> all like stuff you don't need to even think about yeah bro. very true like dude which mic should i use which hosting program i'm like bro not doesn't matter just get started yeah just do if you actually want to do it yeah and again i i tell some of my clients also i've lost two clients oh, i have yeah. one client where i told them shoot this or record this on your own do six episodes yeah record it listen to it yourself and you tell me whether you're happy with what you've shot and yeah. if you like even doing that four episodes and he's like this is not Can't for do me it anymore. yeah i don't like doing podcasts and he's like i would rather be like you know in the content space maybe on instagram or something yeah. i don't want to do podcasts okay great you found that but yeah. you would know that if you didn't get started with that yeah. right Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's so easy for us to look at that. Ah, that guy's doing damn well. Let me do exactly that. Yeah, yeah. Which, God. which is also, I think, becoming like a shortcut to success these days. Like, you know, something is trending. You know, something is doing really well. Let's just redo the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm not saying that's not creative. I'm not saying that you're copying somebody. You're doing it in your own unique way, which is fantastic. But I feel like every now and then you should be able to make something that. is so unique that becomes trending on its own you know what i mean yeah, so yeah. i feel like people because it's just so much more easier to do something that already exists go mm. through a formula that is already just found it's so much more easier to stick to those lines that people just grab onto that really fast and they look for that for success yeah. and that's very short term yeah. it's very short it'll work for a little while and then that'll go away too you'll need something new to look to so unless you have something of your own you mm. have your own brand you've created your own niche then there's something that people are really hooked on to you for you won't lose that you'll yeah. never lose that yeah. even now like when when i when i used to make the videos the dubbing and all of that of course it's a copy of what was in the movie you know they're all scenes that were a part of a film these are all dialogues that have already been written by scriptwriters yeah i didn't do anything <laughs> i just made them my own with making my own characters and um, that's something that people have loved so i still have people that are with me because of that mm. you know my following is still strong if i lose people it's like 8 10000 but when i'm back active i i hit another 40 50000 and then i take a break it's okay 8 10000 is not the cream mm. of yeah. people that follow me yeah uh those are the people that would have just found my profile on a reel and been like oh okay let's follow her and then be like oh unfollow she doesn't do anything after this yeah but the people who know that i do stuff are still on because of that's the authenticity that i have built around myself as a brand which yeah. i think a lot of people should find for themselves yeah. too yeah. it's very 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 important you could be doing the same thing like <laughs> i said but just do it in your own unique way your own style the kind of um the kind of the amount of yourself that you put into it right. will make people want it even yeah. more yeah so true and <laughs> dude uh, uh, 
I'm I'm off Instagram for the most bit. That's oh. why when you said that you had announced your you know your pregnancy and all that, <laughs> I was like, oh my god, I didn't know. So I'm I mean I say off in the sense uh, I'm I'm trying to focus more on long form content and focusing more on the podcast bit, focusing a little bit more on YouTube. That's right. where I and I you know like it's a different ball game. Absolutely, right? that's why like. I think the one thing that I've feared the most is YouTube. I don't know what it is. I have tried to make videos. I've tried to do like hair care routines and uh, skincare routines. And I've even tried to vlog an entire day with just my son and me. I haven't been able to edit it and put it up. For some reason, YouTube just... The second I go and watch creators on YouTube, I feel like... Whoa. It's yeah, a different level. I don't think I can do that. Oh my god, how do you guys do that? So, I have that extreme scare when it comes to YouTube. I don't know when I'm going to get over it. The team, also my team is just like, "Why aren't you doing anything on YouTube? You're perfect for it. Just go for it. People just want to know what you do in life. Just go for it." And for some reason I just can't. So many people have asked for a home tour. Mm. The recent house that we moved into, so many people, but I don't know why. I just can't. <laughs> I just can't. Even Shashank is like, I'll shoot for you. What is there? I just have to hold the phone, walk around with you and it's done. Just do it. And I'm just like, ah, tomorrow, tomorrow. <laughs> I some... want a break, remember Shashank? Just like, <laughs> he'll remember... shoot me. The second I say break, he'll just shoot me. He'll just run away. <laughs> He's so sick of my breaks, I think. <laughs> He's very supportive, poor chap. He's so supportive of everything I do. I mean, he's here. Yeah, exactly. He's here. But still, there's just like, you know, he's just like, do it, babe. Just do it. You want two hours? I'll I'll not go to work today. I'll be with Vian. Don't worry about it. Take four hours. Just take four hours. Just talk. Shoot yourself. Just talk. You're fantastic at this stuff anyway. Just talk into the camera. Just talk about how your day is going. Shoot throughout. Hold the camera. I don't mind being on screen even if I'm looking ugly. Just I'm going to be driving. It's okay. You shoot me. Just show people what we're doing. That's what they want to know. Why don't you let them into that part of your life? And I'm just like... Hmm. Next week, fifteenth we'll plan that, and then fifteenth comes. 15th? Oh, today I have to go to the doctor. Next fifteenth we'll plan it. Fifteenth of which month? <laughs> yeah, it's some go month. away. <laughs> so yeah, I've had this big scare with YouTube. I don't know when I'm gonna get over this, but yeah, long form content is just. Yeah, ooh. it's a different. It's a different beast. And and when I got into you know the the rhythm and you know trying to push out regular content, yeah. even now I'm a little caught up because well I'm trying to shoot as much of our podcast episodes right. as possible and also a lot of client work and all of that. But um, in that gap, I realized uh, Instagram is just not my place. At least <laughs> I even in terms of consuming as well, I've yeah. cut it down really hard. So like for instance, I'd taken a break from Instagram for two years entirely. Mm. I got back to Instagram wow. because I had to, you know, start, you know, yeah. marketing the show. Yeah. So it worked and my, automatically there was growth and right. started growing, the page started growing. I'm like, great. And it, it this reminded me of what you said. One of our reels also went viral, super viral. Yeah. I was like, it got like, I don't know, I don't remember the number, some 35,000 likes or something. Oh, wow. So like almost yeah. a million hits. And I was like, holy shit, this yeah. is crazy. But 
it's what later what you what you said it's not the cream right it's not the people who, who are in it for yeah. you know for good exactly. so all of those guys are unfun but it didn't matter because yeah. i realized this is not my game yeah right so i think it's also very important for you to along with the break and balance it's yeah. also important for you to balance across these platforms yeah. too right very true yeah. very true I, that's why i i told my team as well that maybe by the end of this year <laughs> i will try <laughs> Expect I will just mail, mail try. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try. Because uh, honestly speaking, I don't. I think I don't have it in me to shoot myself. Mm. Um, long form. Yeah. yeah. If it's fifteen seconds, thirty seconds, I can definitely do it with a blink of an eye. I can do it. But if it's long form, I don't think I can commit. I feel like I'll shoot for half the day, and half the day I'll be like, ah, my hand is hurting. I don't think I can do this anymore. <laughs> I don't think I can do this. Or even the editing anymore. after that—that's yeah, another thing. The editing is another ball game altogether. It takes like one week to edit, although you just took three hours to shoot. I'm just like, how? <laughs> this is like a lot. So that's why I was like discussing with the team, and I was like, maybe we'll get a team on board to shoot, edit. <laughs> I just be there, <laughs> but let's just shoot, edit, yeah. and get it done, and then I'll post it. <laughs> yeah, 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 makes sense. And, yeah. and I think that I mean, if you can identify that itself, it's yeah. a big win, right? Yeah, I feel like I am the content. I can be the content. Mm. I. can't be the person that shoots and edits and yeah i can't do the production side of it i don't think i'm fit for that uh i don't think i do a good job at it also and right. that i don't want to do it and fail and not give that quality to my audience i don't want to do that either so i'm like let's figure that out yeah. <laughs> maybe by the end of the year yeah. we'll have again which some- year God knows. <laughs> Hopefully this year we'll have something, something and launch a YouTube channel. Hopefully, let's see. I'm still so skeptical and so scared about this, but yeah, hats yeah. off to y'all who do it on YouTube on a regular basis. Hats mm. off. This is this is dedication to another level. Yeah. This is like next level <laughs> because 15 second videos and you know one minute reels or IGTVs and all of that, they can. I, I can somehow manage to finish that in three hours. But the entire thing. Yeah, yeah entire yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But long form videos is not yeah. not easy. Yeah. This requires hours and hours of work, of shoot, of rework, of edit, and uh, depending on the quality that you give your audience, it it's so so intricate. The yeah. stuff that you work on. It hats off. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. <laughs> and also, uh, I think, th- see, I, I'm I'm glad you're you're talking about this and you're saying that you know what, you know where you don't belong or where mm. you don't fit in. Not in terms of whether you you know your content being there, but the fact that you you're not willing to take up that process itself, yeah. right? Which itself is like a huge win because it clears your mind yeah. of having to it, fight that battle itself. Yeah, that's such true. a big thing, right? Very true. And then there's also the flip side of that, which is you. Let's say you finally decided to do all of this, and then you you're half-assing it. Yeah. And then you like you know there are people who just put some bullshit out there. Yeah, yeah. Let's shoot and just, let's just put it. It's fine. Let's just consistent. The algorithm will help me and some yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. But you have clearly decided that this is the level of quality that you'd want to show, and I think yeah. that goes a long way. And I feel like, um, like you said, right? With consistency, a lot of people just shoot, throw, shoot, throw, and. there's only a limit up to which an audience can consume like you yeah. know uh beyond which even the audience is like what is this what shit is this like why <laughs> it's it's going to get to that point and uh, i i think i very consciously do want to get there mm. every video that i make i want it to be either 
some some sort of knowledge that i give them some sort of awareness that i give them or some entertainment factor something entertainment yeah but i don't want that entertainment to be like kuch bhi yeah yeah you know like anything i'll just keep one spoon keep one lemon <laughs> and walk from one side to one side i can't do that for entertainment right like what is that kuch bhi so you should try this after this we'll go out and <laughs> on church street we're just like <laughs> walking content here take it <laughs> but uh, yeah i feel Shishan- like will be so proud <laughs> he's like, going to take the car and he'll drive away <laughs> i'm telling you or else he'll be the opposite he's he's very shashank is very unpredictable yeah very unpredictable i'd expect him to shy away from certain situations yeah but he's not like that he's like you shoot me babe i'll yeah. do this i'm like really <laughs> are you serious yeah, yeah. you want to dress me up in a in in a dress yeah. and wear heels i'll do it um, i'm like why what <laughs> like where was this hidden <laughs> he's like yeah he's like a proper businessman and i'm like wow you're so perfect then you found hidden. the right person it's perfect <laughs> yeah so it's it's quite surprising he's quite unpredictable so like you said he'd just probably do that with you i'd take the car and run away <laughs> i just be like i don't know these people i am going <laughs> oh man yeah. yeah no but i i i think that knowing that itself is like a big big win right and yeah it uh, helps you um not overwork yourself if if you know what you want from the very beginning it just helps that process yeah yeah it fastens the process right. rather imagine if i'm just wasting so much time on production when i know it's not my cup of tea i don't know anything about it 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 could be a learning process for me i'd sit with an editor and learn about it but i can't do it myself i can't look at youtube videos now and be like let me learn how to edit i feel like i'm not at that stage right now and that kind of saves a lot of time for me so okay. that's kind of sorted Yeah. <laughs> I think that's a good place to wrap things up. Yes. This is freaking awesome. I wanted to touch upon a lot of things and we did. So yeah. which is awesome. And we spoke yeah, about Yeah, bits bits here and yeah, there. I think yeah. everything got mixed up yeah. in conversation. But that's the, the best, best kind of yeah. conversation. Right? That's where the nuggets and the gold lies. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So um so yeah, two things which I ask of all our guests. One is uh, what is one last message for our audience, our viewers, listeners? One last thing off the top of of your head, yeah. Um when you find something that you're passionate about when you find uh it could not necessarily be a career option it I'm I'm talking about myself back then something that I'm telling my audience or people who are watching is something that I'd probably tell myself a few years ago that uh, if you find something that ne- not necessarily would be a career or you're just passionate about i feel like you should always take time in your day and give that a little bit of time nice. because i feel like somewhere down the line you just find something that would really resonate with you yeah. over a period of few years and that's what i did with all the careers that i've chosen to do maybe dance maybe music maybe tiktok maybe short form videos i feel like no matter how busy my schedules were i always gave it a little bit of time and that kind of has grown to what i am today yeah so yeah dude yeah <laughs> i guess so never true. never give up on that <laughs> yeah so true so true and uh, yeah if you had to send people online where can we send them <laughs> send people online yeah, on your instagram or where do you want to do you have a, just instagram instagram yeah yes oh. youtube like i said <laughs> 
will kick start soon yeah. <laughs> just give me some time <laughs> but yeah instagram End for of the now year, some year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> instagram for now yes okay awesome cool disha thank you so much this thank was awesome thank you thank you for having me it was fantastic i felt like i've done so many interviews uh, it could be on you know shows it could be uh, backstage when i'm working for a performance doing bts we've done so many of these interviews but none of them felt like this because yeah. this was just so casual so speaking about everything you know sometimes when you do interviews it's always about uh, a particular thing that you're doing what are you promoting tell me yeah, now yeah <laughs> yeah it's it's about yeah. if you're doing a dance piece why that dance piece if you're doing a show then uh, how did you get here uh, what did you do uh, what is your uh, so it's never been this fast yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's never been about anything under the sun Correct. and i felt like this was such a different interview it was really anything literally anything under the sun and i had so much fun thank you Dude, awesome <laughs> thank you so much for and i'm i'm sorry that we couldn't have you here earlier but i'm finally glad of making it happen <laughs> yeah but, absolutely yeah, yeah. i'm glad this happened too Dude, awesome <laughs> thank right, you thank you so much thank you so yeah that concludes my conversation with disha madan how do you guys like it If you really liked it and you're watching this right now then hit the like button guys it really really makes a difference like i said time and again i have to tell myself to to hit the like button on other creators uh, videos because i don't normally do that it's not natural for me to hit the like button on youtube so if that's the same case with you here i am reminding you to hit the like button by the way i had no idea that she was preggers with a second child It was only once she was in the studio that she brought it up indirectly, and both Apoorva and I flipped it. We're like, "Holy crap, that's crazy!" So, Disha and Shashank, uh, if you're listening to this, congratulations once again, and I'm super happy for you guys. And if you guys found value in this episode, then congratulations to you too. I guess. No, but seriously, if you like the conversation and you learn something from it, then you can support the show. by just like i said hitting the like button on the video or if you're listening to this over audio then might i recommend leaving a rating and review on apple podcast or formerly itunes head on down to apple podcast and leave us a rating and review it really really helps the algorithm also maybe share the episode with your friends or someone who's close to you if you feel that there's value in what you've listened to or what you've watched then consider sharing a link of the episode with your family or friends or you know anyone who's close to you who you think could use this sort of guidance when it comes to their journey and their careers and yeah finally if you'd like to connect with me on instagram then go on ahead i'll leave a link to my instagram in the description below i publish few short simple pieces of content on instagram but for the most bit i use it as a channel to communicate with my audience so if you'd like to just leave me a dm and let me know your thoughts on the show i'd love to interact with you cool then I guess that's pretty much it. I'll see you guys on the next episode. Until then, cheers.